Revelation chapter 1, John is in the Spirit. In the Spirit. He's conscious of the presence of the Spirit. And here he begins to see things. I want to call our attention to this specific sight of Christ. He says, When I saw him, when I saw him, Jesus, I fell at his feet as a dead man. So he's in the spirit, aware of the presence, and he sees Jesus. This is what the spirit does. He reveals Jesus. And John sees Jesus. And there are three things that I believe can be seen in his falling down as a dead man. One, the sight of Christ brings us low. This is humility. Two, the sight of Christ invokes worship. And three, the sight of Christ renders us powerless. Let's talk about these just for a second. How can a man think himself something when he sees Christ as everything? It is in the perceiving of the greatness and glories and excellencies of this man, Christ Jesus, that we realize how inferior we are. It is the quietus of pride, a vision of God. When we see him as he is, there's only one real response when it comes to what we think of ourselves. We are in need of him, inferior to him, and we fall on our faces and humble ourselves before him. Number two, the sight of him invokes worship. Uh, when the 24 elders see him, they fall down on their faces and worship. This falling down is representative many times of worship. Seeing Jesus invokes worship. You see him as he is, his wonder, his splendor, his majesty, his worth, and you begin to just Lord, I worship you. I give you, I give you everything, Lord. You are far above all others. Uh, the 24 elders say worthy. He's worthy of glory. He's worthy of honor. He's worthy of power. He is worth all of this far more than anyone else. And the sight of Jesus puts him in that place where you say, oh Lord, only you are worthy. It causes worship to arise. And then lastly, this side of him causes a powerlessness. He falls as a dead man, one who has no strength. Maybe you've been trusting in your own works. Well, when you see Jesus Christ, all that fails. All of that becomes powerless. All of that dies. Maybe you've been struggling with sin in your body, in your mind, in your life. When you see Jesus, that dies. This is why we are in consistent need of seeing Jesus, because it keeps us, number one, humble, humbling ourselves before him, two, worshiping him, seeing him as he is, and three, it renders us powerless. It kills both the works of the flesh in the negative sense of things wicked, and it kills the works of the flesh of trying to earn God's favor because you see the greatness of Christ. There's a couple of things that are said about this side of him. I'll touch on them just for a second. But 
What seeing him means is really, yes, his dazzling, splendorous glory, but also what that dazzling, splendorous glory is, is what he's like. For instance, he has a, a garment onto the feet, which we know in Exodus, that the priests wore garments down to the feet, and he walks among the lampstands. This is also a priestly work, which means it reveals to us his character as that man who has taken on the responsibility to represent you before God. <laughs> That's part of his wonderful charms, is that he would be the priest to bring you to God and God to you, the mediator. Praise God. So he is this priest who wears the garment and walks amongst the lampstands. But don't forget, his hair is also white as wool, like the Ancient of Days in Daniel chapter 7. So he is a man who represents you before God as the great high priest. But don't forget, he's also the Ancient of Days, praise God. And his eyes are a flame of fire, which we know according to the book of Revelation, when speaking of against Jezebel, it says that he's the one who tries the hearts and the minds. He sees the motives and intentions of everybody and everything, these divine eyes. This is a conviction, a fear of the Lord. Also, his feet are like burnished brass. He's, pa he's passed through all the testing in this life. He walked through all the testing of this life and came out on the other side perfect as he always was. Also, his voice is as the sound of many waters. He speaks peace to his people. Also, his hands hold the seven stars. All authority is his. And his voice is also like a two-edged sword. Reminds me of Hebrews when it says, the word of God is a living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. Out of his mouth comes this two-edged sword. It divides between joints and marrow, motives and intentions. When Jesus speaks, things become completely clear because he separates what soul and what spirit. And then lastly, his face shines like the sun. He blinds us to everything else with his resplendent face rays. Praise God, radiant beams from thy holy face. This is our Christ. And we see that uh, an interesting thing happens here after John falls down, powerless, humbled in worship. We see this revelation of the priest, his hair, his eyes, his voice, his feet, his hands, that two-edged sword out of his face. From this, Jesus touches him and says, do not be afraid. This is the same exact thing that happened in Matthew 17, when John, while Jesus was on the earth, saw him glorified and was afraid, and Jesus came and touched him and said, do not be afraid. Now Jesus has resurrected and went into glory, and he's in the spirit, and he sees the same Christ, has the same response of falling down, and Jesus does the same thing to assure him, it's me, the same one you knew on the earth. He touches him again, says the same exact words. Don't be afraid. <laughs> Jesus is just so magnificently wonderful in his character, his godhood, his godness. Praise God. So Lord, we thank you that 
we can look at what you're like in the scriptures and in remembering you in our lives and it softens our hearts and gives us understanding. Lord, I thank you for this sight of you and I ask that you would take me and my friends watching here to new and consistent seeings of you so that we would constantly throw ourselves down in humility and in worship and find that you render all things powerless at the sight of you in your precious name. Show us what that victory over sin is seeing Jesus. Show us, Lord, that rightfully following you is not efforts and strivings, but seeing Jesus praise you. Thank you, Lord, for this. And I ask for each one watching that we would come to new, vibrant, living sights of Christ and live thereby. Amen. Hey, don't forget Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. I have a mentoring group. If you want to sign up, it's just patreon.com backslash Eric Gilmore. And you can sign up for whatever amount of mentoring you want to be a part of. You can do it once a month or, or four times a month. But we have a great time together. We look at the scriptures and wait on the Lord every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time if you want to join us. God bless you guys.